calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey, welcome back to Sweet, the Ladies' Guide to Bro Culture podcast. Uh, my name is Gina Bloom, and uh, we are here to dissect uh, cultural artifacts from pop culture that are geared toward men, action movies, sporting events, TV shows, you name it. If it's for dudes, we make women watch it and talk about it. Um, uh, my name is Gina Bloom, and I am a transgender comedian from New York City, um, and I grew up in bro culture, absolutely. Uh, definitely steeped in it. I was a film uh, major in college, so I know the movies backwards and forwards, and, and man movies in particular backwards and forwards, and I wanted to start this podcast because a lot of my female friends that I have now since I've transitioned don't necessarily have a lot of experience with some of the some of the uh, the totems of of man uh, popular culture, and I wanted to share that with them and get their reactions. And we should have a hot one uh, for you today. This uh, this episode is going to be dedicated to the movie Fight Club, starring Edward Norton and Brad Pitt, uh, a seminal, uh, if you will, action drama. Uh, from 1999 that had a lot to say about uh, men and became something uh, unexpected in the popular culture, I think, from when it was released. And we have uh, comedian Brittany Cherie, and she has not seen Fight Club until just yesterday, and she will be here to talk about it. Brittany, say hello. Hey. Hey. Brittany, tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm a Sagittarius. Um, uh, I'm originally from California. I've been here in New York for seven years. I love all things glitter and pink. I'm also Native American. Not that that matters, but I mean, we died, so let's celebrate us. Yes. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I'm a dark comedian. I do a lot of dark materials. I felt like, oh, Fight Club would be also good for me to watch anyway, just from yes. the subject matter. From yes, that. very dark. And, uh, next to Brittany is is one of my oldest friends in comedy. He's also one of my favorite weird comics, and he is here as the resident apologist for Fight Club. <laughs> Although, from what I understand, he may not be apologizing too much for it. Uh, let's say hello to Sean Wickens. Sure, hello. Thanks for having me. Sean. I'm a Pisces. Yes. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I'm a Capricorn. Okay. So, Ooh. so and, uh, A lot of signs. <laughs> yeah, a lot of signs out there. Earth sign. Uh, Sean, tell us a bit about yourself. Besides the, Besides the... Piscean, sure. is that you said? Yeah, I think yeah. that's how you say it, Piscean, yeah. yeah. I'm a former Clevelander. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, originally. Um, 
My last name is spelled Wiccans, W-I-C-K-E-N-S, no relation to the Wiccan uh, religion. But I did recently make a t-shirt for myself that is, that's spelled W-I-C-C-A-N-S. I feel like that's kind of somehow on brand for me. It's very on brand yeah. for you, yes. And um, I, I don't know. I don't know why I went into that. I don't know. I, you, you, Brittany, you started with Sagittarius, so I felt like I would go very new age. It right, just felt yeah, necessary because yeah. I'm we like had a girl. Yeah. <laughs> You are bringing the, the female experience, the lifetime right. of female experience. My female experience only goes back a couple of years. So, um, and I, yes, I, I, I've always been a woman, but my cultural experience has been very masculine um, until a couple of years ago. And so Brittany is bringing that, that lifetime of, of female experience and energy into this room. And I could not be happier West to have Coast. her. And West, West Coast. Very if I say like yeah. a lot, not my fault. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Like I said, today we're going to be talking about the movie Fight Club. Fight Club starring uh, Brad Pitt and Edward Norton, among many others. Uh, and it tells the story of a young man, uh, a nameless young man, played by Edward Norton. And he, uh, he's lost in this film. He's not sleeping, and he is trying to find meaning. He starts off by going to support groups for people with terminal diseases and other things like that. Uh, strikes up a friendship with a woman named Marla, as played by Helena Bonham Carter, who is fucking amazing in this film. And, um, and when that proves to be insufficient, he meets Brad Pitt on an airplane, or so he thinks, and they form an underground fight club where, where men punch each other to feel, <laughs> to feel alive, to feel alive for the, for the first time in their in their consumer-driven, feminine-influenced uh, lives. And then uh, when that proves to be insufficient, they take it up a notch, as they say, and form Project Mayhem. Project Mayhem is an anarchist group that is going after uh, corporations and just general assholery in, in society. And they start out by playing sort of like public-scale pranks and then eventually get into um, anarcho-terrorism, as one does as an angry young man. And uh, that is the sort of like top level gloss of Fight Club. And we're going to talk a lot more in depth over the next hour about it. But before I get too far into it, I wanted to, I wanted to give uh, Brittany a chance to share her first impressions. You've just seen the movie Fight Club for the very first time. Oh, tell, us, tell us how you feel. Eh. Eh. That is a perfectly yeah. <laughs> acceptable response. But the Absolutely. music is good, right? Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> you know, people have always been like, Fight Club, Fight Club. Oh my God, you haven't seen Fight Club. And I'm like, yeah. no, because I don't like to watch people hit each other. I saw that too much growing up in my own home. But um, yeah. <laughs> like, good point, I, though. Good point. Because yeah, like, people, like a lot of these, it's interesting that you, you, you bring that up because Fight Club appeals. It appeals a lot of people, but it, it, it appeals a lot to young men that I think experience it vicariously. If you look yeah. at the, the Edward Norton and Brad Pitt's characters when they first fight each other, they ne they, neither one has ever been in a fight. It's a key detail that I didn't remember until um, I watched it last night. And yeah, I think that to get meta about it, I think that the, the young men that are into it also the same way. They don't come from a violent background. They come from a suburban kind of safe background. So they see that violence on screen and they think that's cool. But 
people who come from backgrounds that are rougher probably don't feel the same way. And, and so continue yeah. that thought. Yeah, I just, um, without going too much into like my family history, yeah. it's, I come from a very non-traditional family with the way that I, I mean, I guess more, it's probably more now traditional than non-traditional people being more open about their family backgrounds and stuff and where they come from. But watching it, I was just, I just felt, oh, woe is me. I'm going to go punch. I want to go punch somebody. Yeah. I, I would rather people fight with wit. I think that's more clever. <laughs> and I just think that I actually enjoyed the beginning of the movie and the end, but did not like the middle. That's interesting. That, that was that's a, that's a fascinating perspective. And we're gonna we're gonna dig very deep into that. Thank you. That yeah. that is great. That's exactly what I'm looking for. Uh, Sean, yes, you you've seen this movie. Uh, tell us several times. Tell us your feelings on Fight Club uh, for good or ill. I well, so I'm maybe the exact opposite of Brittany because I saw it pre-opening night uh, at a like a advanced screening. I was too young for that. Yeah. And uh, I was the the right Sean and I are both the right age. Yeah, by the way, I was the right age for Fight Club. So was I. Um, Not only did I see it at a pre-advanced screening, I got a free poster. I got the soundtrack on CD, and I got a promotional bar of soap. Oh, I remember the bars of soap. Yeah, Yeah, wow, that was disgusting. Um, That's still in my dad's attic somewhere. No, there were there was a promotion where they gave away bars of Fight Club soap for the film coming out in the theaters, and also. Uh, when it came out on Criterion Super DVD, yeah. they were also giving They'd, away soap. As far as I know, they never went for a, a attractive price on eBay because I thought about selling it right when I got it. Anyway, um, I was never attracted to the the violence of the movie, but I feel like um, I, I guess you can like any sort of pop culture go into it sort of like finding what you are predisposed to like in a way. I could see how definitely. There are guys out there who would love the violence part of it. I really loved the anti-corporate message of it yeah. and sort of like the um, um, we are trapped in a very capitalist society and like let's sort of break away from that. Um, although I. Yeah, it is pretty violent. Like it did. I. I, maybe I didn't like the end of it because I was just like, wow, this they went pretty far with this. It was. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, it was a lot. I was like, oh, OK. And I even <laughs> felt it was weird that Edward Norton's character, who was involved from the beginning, was just sort of like, um, I, I don't like how far this went. But he was involved with it the whole time, yeah. even though he didn't realize that he was the driving force of, of everything, you know. He's, He's like, like, I'm Tyler. Yeah. This, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. exactly. This was my uh, doing. Yeah, spoiler Me? for those. Right, spoiler for those who I'm haven't seen I'm just a boy. I like yeah. beer. Yeah, I like beer. I, like I still beer. like beer. I still like beer. Right. My friends like beer. Everyone <laughs> likes beer. I liked the alternative thinking of sort of like, what are we going? What What is society telling us to do? And how how far are we sort of following what we're expected to do? I didn't like the over vast overcorrection that they that they made. Yeah, I. But you know, it's also they're like a movie, he's but, like, sorry, I did this. Oh yeah. well, everything's going to explode. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, yeah. Let me give you my my thoughts. Uh, sure. Both having seen it then and now, when I saw Fight Club when it came out, I, I didn't think much of it, and it wasn't a hit film. Actually, when it first came out, it, it lost money, but it gained a cult following pretty quickly, and they released the um, the sort of like retrospective multi sort of film commentary, unreleased scene cut right around the time I moved to Los Angeles, um, the first, second time. 
And I had a best friend at the time. And we had a lot in common when, when I lived, when I got to L.A. And then by the time I left L.A., we had nothing in common. And that relationship, the, the deterioration of that relationship can be tracked in how we felt about Fight Club. That, that relationship also mirrored the relationship of Edward Norton's character and yeah, it, Brad yeah, they, ab- Pitt's character. Absolutely. It's so weird because we did start, we did have that. Because I was, I was working in a corporate environment. It's so strange you mentioned that. Like you, you, you are you automatically know where I'm going with. Well, this, this isn't the movie that we're talking about. Yeah, so. but like, but like you, you know that this, the relation with my real life right. mirrors this film. It's and it does. So I was definitely the narrator character. I worked in a corporate environment. I had a lot of IKEA furniture, which I loved. And <laughs> I hate IKEA. <laughs> I loved it. And I, I still have Ikea furniture. And um, and then he was going through this like anarchist boho thing where he started wearing like leather jackets and started right. dressing a bit like Tyler Durden. All of his furniture was found. Perhaps. All of his furniture was found. Yeah. Yes, he had a cable spool mm-hmm. as a table. And like, and he became more and more of like this doomsday prepper type person. I became more, not resigned, but I became more aware of, of my identity as a transgender person. So our our paths could not be more different. And then by the time I left LA in 2011, he was also leaving LA to to move to the desert to like practice uh, the n- nunchucks and oh, like yeah. and like play the blues harmonica. Pre- prepare and, for like, the zombie horde. Yes, and prepare <laughs> for the end of the world. Yeah. And I was going off to like make a last ditch effort at, at a normal life and like move in uh, with this girl in, in Chattanooga to have a suburban life. And like fight club basically predicted the deterioration of that relationship in, in a way um, I went very corporate and he went very much in like the Tyler Durden anarchist way, but you know, we're, but we continue to live mm-hmm. and I am now not, that person. I'm definitely not a mainstream person now at all. Um, and having watched it after all these years for the first time in, in quite a while since I think 2007, I kind of had a reaction very similar to, to Britney. Like this, eh, you know, it's like, I like, yeah, this is, um, this is what it is. Like this, having been out of the man scene for a little while and not having, not really necessarily loving the movie ever at any one point, but having a lot of friends that did and, and knowing it very well. Um, I got to say that it was like, shut up, guys. Like, <laughs> like, this, like exactly. This, why? Um, that, was, that, was my, that was my feelings on it. Um, what's funny is that when, when, when I posted the, um, the, notice on, the notice on Facebook that I wanted someone who who hadn't seen Fight Club, and I want someone who had seen Fight Club. After you guys responded, and after, after I booked you guys to be on the show, an argument broke out on my Facebook page about whether or not Fight Club represents toxic masculinity. <laughs> and it was between men. I was like, guys, oh. you're being fucking toxic bros. Right. This is Fight Club. Yeah, yeah. you're being these guys <laughs> on my page. And I had to tell them, I said, guys, you do not do this. This is my it's, Facebook page. It's not physical the, he angry club. reaction yeah, emojied yeah. him. Right. Yeah, and that's yeah. a punch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they just got in. They got into it with each other, and I'm like, dudes, this is not. This is not your place. This I also is my Facebook page. Right. <laughs> Someone was thinking that, I didn't even see that this. Fight Club was 
actual like comedy fight club and not the movie. Mm. <laughs> yes, comedy fight club is, yeah. is a um That's what I was I was reading that. I was yeah. dying. Yeah, so th- there's like there was a <laughs> This was on the thread of you asking this for is, people. Yeah. I don't on know the thread. This. They were this like is... they were like, Yeah, Rose Battle Comedy oh, Fight yeah. Club. And yeah. I was like <laughs> Oh, and then they got just, into this like weird tangent about whether or not Comedy Fight Club was misogynistic. Like, get the fuck off my It was my like page. some of the best roasters are women. Yeah. <laughs> I have five friends that are women. Okay. But like, this is like, <laughs> exactly. But this is like the, the influence of Fight Club that <sighs> they could be com- arguing about something unrelated. It's yeah. just like the testosterone just like <laughs> just boiled. Just, in, just the invocation of Fight Club just made them, just made them go man crazy. Um. Yeah, that was really weird. That was totally weird. All right. Let's start talking about the movie a little bit more in depth. Uh, Brittany, you are new to the film. Tell mm-hmm. us about a scene that struck you as um, important or just memorable or something that uh, you'll take away from this film. It can be for good or ill. Mm. Um, what, what I actually think that they missed an opportunity on was because the movie has so many it goes so many different directions because I always thought of it as this like bloody fighting movie the entire time so when it started out with him going to these support groups I was like what's happening I don't understand where's the fighting and I actually really enjoyed him pretending to be a part of these support groups and I wanted that to be a movie because I, re- I was like, wow, this is really interesting. Somebody who feels so alone and just wants to feel so connected and pretends to be sick, pretends to be an alcoholic, just to feel the connection with people. And when it stopped doing that, I was like, oh, they're going to fight now. <laughs> yeah. Great. And when you get the revelation about, about a halfway through the film or, or a little bit more than that, that Brad Pitt and Edward Norton, this is not a spoiler because everyone knows this, that they're the same person. That that they're. Just, I knew that going into yeah, someone. I mean, everyone I, came out in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. If I didn't know that, everyone right now. knows that. <laughs> but like in the in this in everyone the context, knows, everyone knows that Bruce Willis is dead. Is it, it's the what? Same. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. Yeah. What he died? In, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Everyone knows this, but right. like the characters don't know this, and then and then when Marla finds out, and like they're going through like the. And she's having like the flashback of like, why are you so weird? And he's acting weird to her. It's a very cinematic multiple personality disorder yeah. where he's kind of like somehow cured at the end of it. Yeah. it's a, <laughs> By, it's by a, shooting yeah. himself in the head. Right, and, yeah. But the, I never got that even when I saw it the first time because he kills Tyler Durden by not killing himself. Yeah. Right. By shooting himself in the cheek. Okay. By shooting him. Like, like, like that's where your, that's where your illness is. That's where yeah. Tyler lives. In your Ty- cheek. Tyler lives Science. in your cheek. That's actually, that's actually the back that's, of Tyler's head is in yeah. your cheek. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. I, you guys didn't know that, but it's actually in like all the science blogs. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That That's where, that's where dissociative identity disorder yeah. lives inside your cheek. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like, yeah. I think that, like, to honestly, like, make it seem like the only, to me, when you're trapped with something like that, like, the cheek thing didn't make sense. I was like, oh, he's it, going it, to, he yeah, should. Yeah, it did seem like a dodge, like, at the last They're second. like, well, yeah. how do we keep him alive? Yeah. But get rid of the, like, and I was like, no, just kill yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's not my message right, to right. people. Kill yourself, crazy. Kill yourself. <laughs> I guess the, the only way that I sort of, um like tried to understand what was going on at the end is that is knowing that you know people who do survive suicide attempts will come back and say that they in that last moment regretted doing it yeah or something so i kind of just sort of like 
chalked it up to sort of you know okay well he committed tried to commit suicide but lived and yeah so he felt relief that he was still alive or something but it is still a weird climax to the film um, he's just holding on to his bloody cheek. Right. Yeah. And he's like, what's wrong? He's like, oh, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Business as usual. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. We're going we're to watch some buildings blow up. Yeah. Right? Don't just hold my hand. This movie was, was released, uh, made and released before 9-11. And yeah, absolutely. And they make entertainment out of collapsing buildings. This movie was released about a year and a half before 9-11. And I remember after it, there was like a period where people wouldn't watch Fight Club mm-hmm. because that was traumatic. It was too much of a reminder. Yeah. yeah, it was too much of a reminder that that we actually saw buildings collapse. And then it took about maybe five or six years after 9-11 when, like, that DVD came out. Then, like, the bro culture found it. Um, <laughs> but I, when I watched it this morning, I was like, wow. Those are fucking buildings falling down in New York City, and they're playing the pixies over it. And, like, that... I don't know how I feel. In fact, I know how I feel about it. I like that. That sucks, guys. Like that. That that image does not age well to me. But like, that doesn't matter to people that like it. And I know that some people like it. People in this room probably like it. I'm not criticizing people who do. Because I watch all kinds of garbage and I like it too. But like, that is something that I just I could not imagine doing like a fist pump mm-hmm. like. Guys still do like right. they fist pump at that ending, like oh these buildings are falling over. And then I'm just thinking like, well, logistically, there's a lot of dust getting kicked up, and people are gonna and like first responders are gonna get like cancer. And then like you think about all the things that happen in the wake of 9/11, like they knock over seven buildings in the end, and like that. Was- you know, I think watching it way after it came after it was yeah. released was that maybe I'm just dead on the inside. So that's why it didn't bother me watching the buildings collapse. But it was also, I think the CGI was so bad or whatever. Yeah, was, I think that it was just, I'm watching it. I'm like, Oh, this doesn't even look like real buildings collapsing. No, they were cartoon buildings. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. obviously, I mean, I know they're not real buildings because it's a movie, but I was like, Oh, like skyscraper was more realistic than this with the yeah. rock. And like, and they're not <laughs> making a lot of noise. Like these buildings are yeah. falling over like a block away. And it's like, it became Boom. very magic. It was very, it was very magical. It was yeah. all those like this was like the like unrealistic. Yeah. But like the part. movie becomes unrealistic. Yeah. Right at the point where um, Edward Norton learns the truth of his identity, it becomes like progressively less tethered to reality. Mm-hmm. I thought. Sean, tell us uh, something that you uh, remember from one of the last times you saw Fight Club. Uh, I. Since I first saw the film, I liked the sort of like message of um, you are not your job. Yeah. Um, I I felt like it was like a dose of reality of a film, a Hollywood film telling you that um, you are the the systems that are in place want you to fail kind of. Right. And I, I felt that was kind of almost surprising that a big budget Hollywood film was sort of touting that message but i I did but i felt very torn about i i didn't know if the filmmakers really believed in what they were saying in a way because Because it was very slick at the same time like it was like it was obviously 80 million dollars getting spent on sure yeah 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 but uh you know there's like there were so many fascinating like small details in the film where it was like you know you see the flashes of Brad Pitt in certain scenes, yeah, which uh, alludes to the, to Brad Pitt's character splicing in images to to other films, you know, 
And, uh, you know, he talks about how, uh, as a prank, he would splice in an image of a penis in uh, kids' films, you know, to sort of, like, make families feel unsettled, you know? And then at the end of the film, after the buildings are blowing up, you see a flash of a penis in the film that we're seeing. Um, I don't know if you remember that at all. I don't even. Yeah, yeah. I, I but, remember uh, the last frame. There's like a. There's like a. Yeah. Oh, like a really? Flash. Which yeah. made it makes it made me feel like, oh, the filmmakers. This is a prank. This is like they don't really believe what they're selling is, which is sort of like, um. I, I, it's such an interesting film. It could be looked at so many different ways. Where it's like you know, it is. They are talking about messages that I feel like could be seen as positive of you're being lied to, you're being ma manipulated, but also the film itself is manipulate manipulating you yeah. because, you know, at the end, of the, uh, it's just a film and it was there to make money. It was there and, to make money, yeah. yeah. And it made money. It, yeah, it yeah. became just like a money release. Yeah. Well, now it's made a lot of money because it's, it's one of these movies that gets revisited and people consume it still. And I, and I wanted to pivot off what you were saying, Sean, because it's really smart. Um, Fight Club does take this anti-consumer stance, and then it is also a consumer product. And then fans of Fight Club internalize that part, but only partly, like the like the broy fans. Mm -hmm. Like they're like, oh, you know what? Yes, Brad Pitt is right. We're we're fatherless children of like a feminine society, and we're just taught to consume, and you know we. And we need to get back in touch with our like masculinity and like, you know, work with our hands and, and fight and do things that seem primitive, but, but is really part of our nature. Um, but at the same time, they're also buying it. Mm -hmm. They're buying the DVD. They're, they're buying the clothes that look like Tyler Durden. They're quoting it. They're, they're putting the poster on their, on their dorm walls. They're talking about it. And it becomes. They're even starting fight clubs. And they're starting there, fight yeah, clubs. There were At, stories of that really. Absolutely, happening. Yeah. yeah. That it was a real thing. Like I got invited to do fight clubs when I lived in L.A. Oh, like wow. absolutely <laughs> not. No. <laughs> like, do you want? Yeah. Like, we have a fight club. Like, fuck you. Yeah. No, I don't want to do that. Right. And like, but like that's the thing. Like the movie's tricky that way. Like its legacy is tricky because anytime that you that you do something that is that criticizes itself it becomes and then it and then it becomes likable for only half of that criticism mm -hmm. as to I, i'm gonna do a, i'm gonna do a really broy thing right now i'm gonna do a really broy thing and i'm gonna quote kurt vonnegut that's a very broy thing to do and i'm gonna say to quote kurt vonnegut you are what you pretend you become what you pretend oh, to be oh yeah yeah you become what you pretend to be that's what he said and basically if you are pretending to be this like crypto fascist thing for, for giggles. You are that thing. Mm -hmm. And like, that's, that's the problem with people when they, when they adopt fight club as a pose, they don't realize that they're also adopting that Tyler Durden-esque world right. view in their lives. You're rejecting one system of control, but now you've yeah. bought into another. Now you've bought into control, another yeah. one. And that sounds, it's a totally Tyler Durden thing to say. And then like, then, then it's like this Ouroboros of like, rejecting and accepting and like that is the danger of fight yeah. club i think danger is kind of an over, kind of a, an overstuffed word right. but that's the cults are fun that's the pro is yes, what, is what <laughs> yes. cults are fun yeah absolutely 
Uh, Brittany, you've tell me a little bit about um, the men that you have known that have been in the Fight Club, and now that you've seen it, how how, you, how would you react to the things that that they were telling you? Well, one of my friends who I told last night, I was like, I'm about to watch Fight Club, and he goes, "Enjoy the best two hours of your life." <laughs> And wow. this guy sucks, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. And I hope he listens to this and knows that I'm talking about him. Um, I don't know who he is, but the fact he said that. And you suck. I and I'm. It, well, do we know if makes, he likes the fighting part of it or if does you know, he like, I, I need to ask him yeah. that now because now that I've seen it, I want to before I tell him my opinions on right. it, yeah. I want to go, why do you like Fight Club? Because then I was talking to these two guys. I was like, I haven't seen Fight Club. And they're like, what? You haven't seen Fight Club? I'm like, you haven't seen Elf. So we're the same. Exactly. Um, Elf <laughs> these is are wonderful. both classics, both classic movies. And there's no excuse for either one of us <laughs> to not have seen these at this point in our lives. <laughs> and... So it makes sense because this man is a very, he's not, he's not manly, like looking, but he's very manly in his ideals. Yeah. Um, I so it made watching it. I was like, oh, this is why when I tell you that I was like harassed by a guy, you go, oh, did he touch you? Like that. It doesn't matter that they said. And I was like, oh, this makes, this is the kind of guy that likes this. Like I see this mentality, like this mentality, and yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with liking Fight Club because I not. mean, there's I, I'm sure my dad likes it, my brothers like it. I don't dislike you know. it. It's a technically wonderfully made film. David Fincher is a, a great American filmmaker. Yeah. I think he's a little bit chilly. I think he's only made one bad film. I, I would uh, say the Benjamin Button. No, I hate I love Benjamin it. Button. I love Benjamin Button. Oh, sorry. <laughs> No, I got fine. really yeah. aggressive. No, no this, I became Fight Club. I'm dig so in, sorry. Dig in. You were toxic. But that's fine. Dig <sighs> in. Sean, go ahead. Um, I, I, I do love Benjamin Button. I, I, I like Zodiac, but I will never watch it again because I feel like that's more violent than Fight Club. I that I is my favorite David yeah. Fincher movie, by the uh, way. Zodiac. Oh, wow, yeah. Zodiac is a movie I will, I will defend. I feel well. The the fact that it's based on true events is what made it more disturbing for me. But uh, his only bad film is the Alien movie that he did. Oh, Alien 3. Yeah. 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 That's because... Which like, I haven't seen in a while, but... Well, they... Yeah, that was like not right. really his film. They yeah. Just, he was like... Just the Social Network is great. I love oh, the Social panic. Network? I do yeah. like yeah. the Social Network. I love yeah. The Panic Room. I think I feel like yeah, that's a great Panic movie. Yeah, Panic Room is good. Yeah. Uh, Gone Girl was Gone good. Gone Girl is very good. But, I mean, Benjamin Button, come on. Benjamin I, Button I, is I fell asleep. I, I bought yeah. into it. I, I liked it's it. A, it's... It's... Oh... Come on, this guy is like he's old, he's young. All right, get out, get over yourself. But live your life, right? But we can. <laughs> so that's a whole. <laughs> the technical proficiency displayed by director David Fincher is 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 really you cannot. It's not a, like overhanded. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's I don't know. He's got a good eye. I don't but know. like, but like a lot of guys that are technically good at what they do, like a little cold around the heart sometimes. And that's, that's they haven't been told they're allowed to cry. Yeah. Yes. Oh, exactly. he also directed one of the greatest music videos of all time, oh. George Michael's Freedom Ninety. He also directed "Express Yourself" by Madonna. Oh wow! So, I didn't know that. that. I didn't see either of those. Okay. Um, both well, very not, gay. Not Fans of both, both but very I gay. Not required viewing for this podcast. Okay. No, I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Just give me ten minutes. Yeah, I have. Yeah. I'll go check my phone. <laughs> if you if you feel like David Fincher has has exposed you to too much masculinity, watch his George Michael and Madonna videos, sure, and yeah. you will be back in gay <laughs> heaven very quickly. He's a great. I mean, he's a great director. Yeah. I didn't think there was any. The movie 
like the direction wasn't a weird part of the movie for me. It was the script. Yeah. It was, yeah. I don't know who wrote it. Um, well, like, who cares about writers? No, I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, it, it was, it was an, it was an adaptation of, oh, it was a, a book, of a book right? and, That's right. and the book is very, um, the book is very similar. Like the, it basically just takes the themes of the book and just, and sort of like makes it a little more efficient and like changes little tweaks here and there. But like the, the narration that, Edward Norton's character gives is taken straight out of the book. It's a very faithful adaptation. Um, so if you if you're talking about like the uh, the themes, then it, then that goes to the, to the writer uh, Chuck. And I do not know how to say his I name. I think it's Polinick. Polinick, yeah, Chuck Polinick, uh, the writer of Fight Club, the novel. I think that's. I love that. That's a novel. Yeah, <laughs> I just love that guys are like, bro, you read this Fight Club book. That is that's like, like bros. <laughs> the only novel that they've read is Fight yeah. Club. Yeah, I read. Yeah, <laughs> I, I read, read Fight Club. I read Fight Club. I and I saw the movie. And then I went and I read the book, all two hundred and twenty-five pages yeah. of it. And I do think that Project Mayhem reminded me a lot of um, the Make America Great Again kind of um, the groups that we have now have been formed. Um, Absolutely, that's yeah. what we want to call them. Um, but it was just very. It reminded me of the Tiki Torch weekend mm -hmm. where they're getting Tiki Torches. And to me, it's just like they don't really even know why they're fighting. They're just like, I have to fight. I'm a man and this is what I have to do. That is, I said I had the same reaction. It's really interesting because Fight Club, the film, doesn't really endorse that. Like it comes, it's complicated, but it comes down on the side of, of humanity in the end. It's in the end, Edward Norton's like, this is a bad yeah. idea. But those messages, that part gets ignored, I think. And Fight Club otherwise predicts that behavior. It predicts, like, the Proud Boys. And Extremism. Yeah. Extremism, yeah. Yeah, it predicts, like, that, like, sort of, like, neo-fascist thing that that was satire in Fight Club and that was ultimately criticized, but, like, they just forgot the criticism. I remember, I remember when I saw Roger Ebert review the film when it first came out, and he actually predicted that he said that this is a this movie will be misinterpreted people with bad ideas will see this and they'll forget the message and they'll just go for the image yep. and it absolutely happened mm -hmm. it absolutely that is exactly what happened with this thing i think and I, and I can't blame fight club for crypto fascism today like it's it's more complicated than that but it definitely predicts it and i think it definitely contributed to people finding that philosophy. Well, the people that want to partake in those specific activities aren't looking for a deeper message in a movie like that. They're not yeah. going, I'm going to watch Fight Club and come out a whole new person. Yeah. They're watching Fight Club because they want to watch they people beat to, each other yeah. up. And they don't... It's So my grandpa and I used to watch the Colbert Report together. Right. And we both enjoyed it, and we thought it was two different things. Mm -hmm. I come from very conservative. All my family is um, conservative. So my grandpa was like, wow, Stephen Colbert is the smartest guy ever. He gets it. And I'm just laughing because I understand satire. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it just shows how you can be watching the same thing. And one person takes it one way. One person takes it the other. And it's there. But you're watching the person say the exact same thing. Yeah. Sean. Yes. Uh, you react to this movie a lot in its sort of anti-consumer stance. Mm -hmm. um, when you saw it, 
back in the day. Yes. And you were a younger man. Um, did it affect you the same way or, or has that, has, has your opinion on it evolved as you've evolved? Um, so when I first saw the movie, I was just starting grad school. Yeah. And, um, I, uh, I actually got the tickets through the film club at the school I was going to. And, um, when I, around the same time I had a, a mentor, another teaching assistant who was sort of like showing me what my duties were and like we shared an office and everything. And he, he flat out told me, this is a new program and they're not going to flunk anybody. And I really was like, after sawing, seeing Fight Club and knowing that I was in a program that wasn't going to flunk anybody, it made me not try to, I just skidded by in grad yeah, school. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if Fight Club uh, made me do that because I had already the working knowledge that I was in a program that wasn't going to flunk anybody out. But it did make me think that like, you know, the, the movie Fight Club and it's sort of like, you know, systems are corrupt and everything like that. It did, I think, encourage me to not try in school. Um, and I did graduate and I have a degree that I do, really don't use now. But um, yeah, same here. Uh, but over time, I've because um, I've just watched it in the last year and a half with my girlfriend who loves the movie and has read the book. Uh, and owns the DVD. Um, I want to talk to you about that in a minute. Sure, go ahead. yeah. Um, I am torn about it because it, uh, as, as you say, you can go into it and come out thinking different things. And, um, yeah, it, it, like, it, it kind of encourages extreme behavior, but, but also condemns it. And, um, I don't know. It does have a good soundtrack, though, and David Fincher is a good visual director. <laughs> and I like Edward Norton as an actor. Yeah, as an Even actor. Even though he's probably not a great person. He's a, he's a huge yeah. prick from what I understand. But um, he is. He's a huge prick, um, unfortunately. I don't but, know why that made me sad. I don't know him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, from what I've heard, I don't know sure. the man personally either. But, um, Sean, you yes. mentioned that your girlfriend is a supporter yes. of the film, a big fan. Mm-hmm. Without putting words into her mouth, can you explain what she gets out of the film? I think she likes it as a piece of film. She is like a, a film aficionado. Yeah. Uh, she does like those actors as actors. She likes Hel Helena Bottom Carter. And um, I think it was, I think she, she was in high school when she first saw it. And um, it is a very different kind of film. It is a film that sort of like makes you think more so than, I don't know, like a superhero movie, I guess. It does. It does. And that's, that's why I wanted it's to It's a very have, challenging film. I wanted to have this discussion on this podcast because it is a bro film, but it's like the smart bro film. Mm -hmm. And we've, we've, we've kind of shit on it quite a bit, but it does have, it does have opinions and it does have more on its mind than Too Fast, Too Furious. Mm -hmm. Or something like that. It does. <laughs> or Venom. Or Venom. Yeah. <laughs> which I saw. Yeah. Terrible. Uh, is horrible. And um, so it does. It does make the attempt, which I have to respect. I have to respect that. I may disagree with the. I may disagree with the film. Um, as a meta message, as like I understand that it's that it is um, 
in the end being critical of this fascist thing. But I, I think that, like you were saying earlier, it also makes it look glamorous. And I think that it doesn't do a good enough job separating that glamour from its message. I think that I think that those things compete with each other and the glamour overwhelms the message. Mm-hmm. And I think that's my problem with the film, but I do appreciate the fact that it's trying something other than having a bunch of dudes punch each other. That, and I also think that one thing about Fight Club was there were no women. And I understand it was like from a like male, like wanting to get away from like the feminine society, but what makes you think that there isn't one woman in the world who wouldn't want to beat somebody up, male or female? Oh yeah, no. Why weren't women in, in Fight I, Club? Why wasn't like really old people? It's not something just to like young yeah. bros and, wanting to let out anger. And that became like became like a joke in the culture about women starting fight clubs. That was like in an episode of Thirty Rock where Liz Lemon joined a fight club that's, briefly. <laughs> yeah, that. Became oh, that's. Like a oh thing. my gosh, that's right. <laughs> she, yeah. To get out of it, she had to get. Yeah, be, should get right. Am I thinking the right? Yeah, thing? yeah, no, you are. I don't remember yeah. the episode. Yeah, yeah. She she joined like this yeah. group of like of like. She cool didn't realize she women. had joined that she had joined in until it was too. Yeah, it was too yeah. Late. They, they got brunch and they got Botox and they're like, oh, we're gonna have a fight club now. And then like, yeah. oh shit, <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, one other thing that I was just reminded of, of like the how I think about the movie now is that I think it, you know, because I, I I earlier talked about how um it sort of has a message of like, don't trust um, the, the current power, power situation and, uh, you know, rebel against authority. I feel like somehow the movie creates a sort of, um, uh, it does say that, but it sort of like reinforces the, the, the thinking that all of these power systems are secret, yeah. you know, sort of like a, New World Order Illuminati thing. And I think it fails to then uh, instill in you a uh, you're being fooled like in like the, the government is what is, yeah. is, is, is yeah. harmful, not like a secret society. And then I think the movie steps on its tail at, at in the last third when like all of a sudden everyone is in Project Mayhem. Mm-hmm. Like, like it really, oh, yeah, like, the cops, the, the cops are in scene. on it. Like, I'm right. going to cut your balls off. Yeah, and like everyone becomes a part of say that. Project Mayhem. <laughs> right. Like, I think that I get that, that he's criticizing fascist thinking at that point, but the unreality of it is so glaring at right. that point that you just, you just think that it's just Edward Norton hallucinating at yeah, that yeah. point. Of. Well, in in preparing to come here today and, you know, thinking about Fight Club, I also started thinking about The Matrix, which I think came out the same year. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it made me think about how much, how much in popular culture there is a sort of like, um, you are, you need to find the secret or, or, or yes. like the, uh, yes. the you know, uh, you're being fooled and, and you know, Let's detect what really is going on. Especially for young men. Yeah. Yeah. That's a and big theme. I, I think it's just sort of like more out in the open of how laws are really enacted to to harm you and, and like um the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. I mean, that's like what you really should be fighting against instead of looking for conspiracy theories. Yeah. Uh well, I mean, they always say that when change <laughs> happens, it happens right in front of you. It's mm-hmm. not behind closed doors. That when our rights get taken away, it's not a secret. 
Exactly. It's just, it's, mm-hmm. and we're, it's, you're having to step up. I also think, I think like the crazy thing about us being able to like sit here and dissect a movie that like, obviously our opinions aren't going to make or break this. No, this at all. whole cult following or anything, but it just made me think of like, oh, these, these whiny little boys that their only go-to like to let out anger yeah. is fighting and how honestly, how lucky they are that they are able to do that. <laughs> what? No, no. I mean like, yeah. what a, because yeah, you know, you what a choice they can make. Yeah. In exactly. third world countries who just, and obviously this is a movie, so it's like taking it really far, but I'm just like, there's people in third world countries that don't have clean drinking water. Uh, yeah. And these guys are like, I feel like I'm being brought down by the man and I just want to feel something. And obviously everyone has their own struggle and no one's person like struggle is more important than the other. But every time I hear people, I'm always, I'll like be on the phone with my mom and she's like, I chipped a nail. And I'm like, well, Africa doesn't have clean drinking water. Actually, exactly. Flint doesn't. So, yeah, exactly. um, you know, it's just, it's just when I see why, I'm just like, if I saw women do the same thing, I would be like, buck up, buttercup. Like, deal with your shit. Yeah. No, um, I, I completely agree with that. That was my, that was my problem always with the film really is that, is that these are just like privileged white dudes. There were no stakes. Just, yeah, there was no yeah. stakes to me in his... And like his concerns with the way that he was living his life, he just felt numb. Yeah. And to yeah. me, again, it was always like, well, he chose to be poor. He chose to yeah. be get beat up. Like these are things that that he had control over, and he chose the hard life because it felt more genuine to him. The ultimate poser pose, by the way. Right. I guess like, there there are people that are fighting police brutality that don't yeah. want to fight, and then there's this guy's like, just punch me in the face. And you get away with it because you're a white man. Yes, exactly. It's not, exactly. It's not looked as violent. Like they don't see it as violence. Like white people they see watching it as this movie, a search for meaning. They, it's entertaining. But yeah, this is people. These are actually like pe- things that people go through in their actual life, and it's not a movie, no. and it's real. All right, we we do got to get uh, onto our final thoughts, Brittany. <laughs> I I wanted to ask you this. Um, just over the course of our discussion, it has become apparent to me that uh, you are in you you're a single lady. <laughs> and you live in in a world of of men who are really into this film. And now, having seen it, what does that tell you about the men in your world, and how you might want to navigate that world going forward, if um, anything? I mean, I assume any man that harasses me on the street is probably a fan of Fight Club. Yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> any man that has grabbed my arm while I'm just, trying, while I'm just walking in a crosswalk Club, yeah. to because they want me to know I'm beautiful. Um, cause how would I know if someone didn't tell me, um, I it's again, I don't, I mean, my favorite movie is liar, liar with Jim Carrey and superstar. So it's not that I'm some big film person that has these yeah, deeper things. A I'm a comedian. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a comedian. Yes. I have so many feelings. Um, but now that I've seen it, if someone says to me, like a guy says, this is my favorite movie, it's like the way they say it too, like fight club. Like, yeah, I love Fight Club. No, I know, exactly. And now I'm going to be like, why? Tell me why it is. And if it's a smart response of like the consumerism mm-hmm. and their their mental health, or, but it's just like bros beating up each other, man, in a parking lot yeah. underground, wherever they can get it. And I'm like, oh, you're someone I should stay away from because you don't want to use your words. <laughs> and yes. you can't also, I now realize the people that tell me that they like Fight Club, the arguments, I've, I usually get in arguments with these people about like human rights. And they're always kind of on the non-human rights side if it doesn't affect them. Interesting. And not, yeah. ev- not everybody. Obviously, that's like generalizing. No, no, every, I, but I get that what, what yeah. I From the people the that trend. have told me yeah. that really en- enjoy the movie for the fighting purposes. 
All right, Sean. Any yeah. any final thoughts on on Fight Club, as as a film, as a as a an artifact in the culture? Uh, any any thoughts or even advice for Brittany having <laughs> having lived in the world of men? Oh, <laughs> through the through the prism of Fight Club. Any of those things? You, wow. Um, I gosh, any advice? I don't know. Um. Just well, oh, do do check out that um the George Michael video, yes, and yeah. and, and the Madonna. Express Yourself video yeah. as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, I don't know. It's a. I do feel torn on this movie. You know what I mean. And you said that when yeah, yeah. when we were talking about oh, like, and like we like that's not a new thing. Like, yeah, you've always felt torn about yeah. it. Yeah, and um, you know when you Brittany when you were talking earlier about you know the people who love this movie are sort of negligent or sort of denying to the fact of people who have real problems in the world. You know, I tried to rewatch this movie this morning, but I couldn't because my girlfriend woke up and wanted to watch making a murderer season two. <laughs> yes. And so I think we're four, four episodes into that. And it's like so rough to just see people, people living in a hopeless, yeah. hopeless situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we're right now in the, uh, in the midst of uh, Brendan Dassey saying that he should be released, but the state is uh, um, blocking that with appeals. And um, I feel hopeful that the, that, that documentary is so well known and so many people watch that because I feel like that does, that's more real than fight club, oh, you know? Yeah. Totally. And, uh, but it's also, What's the uh, silver lining in that? Um, did anybody see Three Identical Strangers? I did. I oh, did. Oh, yeah. I love that. That has a, a good ending. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, even it, though there's a lot of sadness in it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It does. I it guess does I just wanted to end up. on a happy note. <laughs> Some final thoughts yeah. on, 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 from me. Um, yeah. I saw Fight Club for the first time since I transitioned. And, um, it was an eye opener because I have, I have dated men that are really into fight club and I, and I get like that same vibe off them that you get Brittany. And like you and I are a little bit farther apart in age, but like I still date men that are in their twenties and up to their forties. And those that are really into the film. Are men in their 20s still watching Fight Club? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. That's why we picked this. Where do you think because, Trump supporters come uh, from? Yeah, they, they still are. That's why this, that's well, why this film it, is on this yeah. podcast. I think, it's there, I think the movie is so extreme that Trump supporters, I think, could like it. Proud but Boys also, can like, like it. And Antifa, yeah. Antifa could probably. Antifa could like it, yeah. too. It, you know, it appeals, it appeals to, to the bro every extreme. Yeah. Yes. It appeals to every bro. Uh, I, I was watching it and and I I was struck by the the phrase in Tyler we trust, um, and I think that that is that is a plot point in the film, but that has become like its significance in the culture. These these young men they they are in Tyler they trust that that's that's their that's their ethos. That's, at least that's what they're claiming to support. I think push comes to shove. They're not going to blow up their apartments. They're not going to get in fights. But yeah. it's a nice little intellectual right. thing to try on. It's a nice yeah. little hat to try on and feel like a tough guy for a while. Um, Did you, do you have a favorite scene in the movie? I um, <laughs> Yes, I do, actually. Um, there's a few. There's a few. It's, it's, got, it's got a lot of really cool stuff in it. I, I would say that, that, my, that my favorite scene in the film, and I'm... Not gonna pick the first act that we already talked about mm -hmm. as like my favorite section, but I, 
I want to say that the scenes where like Edward Norton is reacting with his dopey boss mm-hmm. were really kind of fun because I because I'm from the corporate world, right? Yeah. And there is like this sort of like wish fulfillment thing that always always strikes me because I've I've been annoyed with my boss winning over authority, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, and, and authority like, is the worst. Yeah, which American Beauty yeah. also has a little bit of. American Beauty Spacey, has it, and, um, and of course, was that 1999 as well. Alpha Space was 1999 also, okay. yeah. yeah. So And American Beauty. So all of those things happened in 1990. Right before the millennium, yeah. people were like, oh, men no. Were, men, were, men were over other men, and I think they should have stayed that way. And now right? they're back together. And now they're back together. Um, <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> all right. So, so Brittany, uh, tell us um, a bit about what you might have going on where people can find you. You can check out my Instagram and Twitter, at Brit is funny with two Ts, and I'm also working on a, com- a comedy music album because I sing too, so... Sean, uh, tell us uh, where folks can find you and what you're going to be up to. Um, I have no musical talent, but I do love music. Um, Thank you for supporting sure. music. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Schwickens, S-H-W-I-C-K-E-N-S. And also you can currently, if you are a filmmaker, you can submit a bad film to badfilmfest.com. Oh, yeah, wonderful. That's where I know you from. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this guy's name and face looks familiar. All right. Uh, on behalf of Brittany Cherie and Sean Wickens, this has been uh, Sweet, uh, the, <laughs> the Ladies' Guide to Bro Culture. Uh, thank you for listening. My name is Gina Bloom, and in Tyler, we trust. Oh, no. <laughs> Here's a quick question for you. How did you sleep last night? If your battle for a good night's sleep feels relentless, I have the answer. It's a podcast called Sleep Wave with meditations and hypnosis created to help you fall asleep. My relaxation techniques will help you feel calm and ready for sleep with soft music that will help you fall asleep in minutes. Most listeners never hear the end of an episode. So search Sleep Wave on your favorite podcast app and find out why over a million people have fallen asleep to my voice.